What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Well, I just finished up my interview with Luke, and I couldn't pass on an opportunity to trash DeMarco and hear more <laughs> stories about him. So we're going to do a fireside chat. Um, beware, I feel like this is going to get real nerdy real quick and go over my head. But at the same time, that's okay. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe I will, too. All right, boys. Let's get, let's get into it. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Okay. First off, dude, I need to know when you guys, we were talking about uh, off air before we did our interview, we were talking about how you and DeMarco first met. So I would kind of like that story. And for the, for the listeners here, all right, I think all it's right. kind of So that, what was that? 2015? That was 2015. Yeah. yeah. We, we were, we were at Oregon state. Yeah. We're both in the same program. You were, I would have been, that was my first year in the program, but I was like a sophomore. That was my first year, and I was a junior. Yeah. Um, and they were doing, Oregon State has now, and they were at the time trying to set up this kind of thing with the Grammy, with the recording, what is it, what is that, the recording? It was like a Grammy program. Yeah, thing. but what's it, I'm trying to think, the, the recording academy that does the um, academy or recording arts or whatever, the ones that do the Grammys. Right, right, right. Um, they were trying to set up a thing with the Grammy Museum to do like a knowledge sharing thing where they could have like classes or something and they had the he was the former or current at the time curator of the grammy museum come and do like a workshop where you had to get like students who were invited by the professors could go and participate and it was just like they just had like a pool of pool of kids and then we all got assigned to groups and then each group would get assigned some famous Grammy musician and we had to write a song in that style or with like with them in mind of how they would write. It was absolutely bad. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was the best worst. Well, no, it was like second best worst college experience. I had. (laughs) Yeah. Cause what, I think you were in the Bob Dylan or no, you were in the James Taylor. No, 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 no. I was was in the Carrie Underwood group. And and we we made a tune that sounded nothing like Carrie Underwood, but then we just somehow got like the gold medal for there. Cause we made like, the most generic pop song that well, like you had could... Danica and your was no, the singer no 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 we didn't have a singer we oh. had the, we had the guy on um we had a guy on drums and he was just kind of like uh, he he was spewing something out and he really was a drummer high, yeah and he was spewing something out in high pitch and apparently that was good enough and we just played everything that was so cliche and that was enough and I was like wow this is really what Grammy's about and it yeah and I was <laughs> I was in the Taylor Swift group. And oh, our, we decided to write like a weird ballady, t- uh, like <laughs> pop dubstep song. So you, you, just so I'm, I think I'm understanding you correctly. Mm-hmm. You guys would get like music and have to, or like, do you get Taylor, Taylor Swift song? You'd have to remix it or something. No, it no, was we'd have a, to write a new song. Like, so it was like what, like a five or six hour workshop, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of like it was. Um, the point was you're given an artist and imagine that you as a collective in a small group um, are now responsible for producing for that said artist um, for their next hit. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe not even just hits, but, you know, just saying, hey, you're going to be producing a track for these people. Um, how would you write it? How would that collective of individuals uh, write 
with whatever instrument they might be proficient with. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Of course, it, it was kind of cheeky in a way because a lot of times the computer savvy people kind of got, in my opinion, a better edge over the more instrument pro- um, pro- professional people because we could write faster and you, would, like, you can write faster. Polished. You actually have a polished mix, whereas we actually had to do live um, performance, <sighs> and a lot of people just didn't even know how to perform live or yeah. perform in tempo. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, like everything was analog. So if you had an acoustic guitar player that just couldn't be heard over all the cacophony, yeah, you just couldn't, couldn't hear it. No, and they, and they didn't, they, they tried to set it up well, but they I didn't felt have for that one country kid. <laughs> they didn't have enough gear for everything that was needed. So like we had, we didn't have speakers for our group. The, the, one of the, one of the people in our group had to go home and get their monitors so we could use those. And then they, <laughs> They had this. I didn't this, know that. Yeah, the school had this like really nice set of. Oh it was a three-piece, two monitors and a sub. Uh, they were Genelec, which are really good speakers. But you have to use Genelec monitors with that sub because they have, like, just their certain signal chain. You're already rubbing your eyes. I know you're lost. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I'm rubbing. I'm rubbing my eyes, and I'm like, I don't anyway, think people need to hear that. We much. needed a sub. Dude, they didn't yes, have a sub. That's what I'm trying to say. I know, yeah. <laughs> We needed a sub. I went home and got my subwoofer. Thank you. There you go. And you and go. I also got brought two of my guitars that I had at the time because they didn't have enough guitars to go around <laughs> and all this shit. And cables. I brought my own fucking cables. Like, yeah, it was it was just a quite a big mess. But so it was we fun. met. Yeah, we met there, and I remember we met after the whole thing was over, and we all a good good group, good amount of us. A good handful of us just said, wow, that was shit. Um, that was probably the most irrelevant experience we've ever had. Yeah, we didn't and we, have to go to class, though. We didn't have to go to class, but I almost feel like going to class was better than that because I at least get to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, you know, we, we so we met afterwards. And, um, and again, John was talking with, uh, John was in a group with a particular individual that I wasn't a huge fan of at the time. Because he had already gotten his degree, and he was just kind of like, "Why am I here?" Oh, and I was like, kid. "Why are you yeah. here?" Um, but uh, you know, he—they—they they were kind of talking about some stuff here and there, and we eventually got to talking a little bit about music. And I got this vibe from John that I was just like, oh, I'm not if I'm really going to like this guy. I get it. Like, he had the big, huge beard, the big, nerdy glasses. Like, God. Like, I'm like, he dresses like primarily brown. I was like, all right, he's just big hipster mode. And I'm like, I, I was, this. I was big, big hipster mode. Yeah. He was, time, he yeah. was, he was addressing super hipster with like, that was after my prep phase. So. Yeah. And like huge beard again, like mono Brown, just everything. I pants. basically was just following the path that childish Gambino took. You know, he went from like high fashion, <laughs> you know, like boat shoes and wave caps to like, you know, uh, like high, high fashion, like hipster yeah. Brown to, you know, like, whatever you know that was basically my trajectory I, I was just wearing all black like mm-hmm. i do right now yeah. so i was just like i was wearing you, all you've black. Some shades gray. of gray now shades of gray now you know? yeah i know you're it's growing insane. as yeah, a person i'm proud of you i know um and so i was just like oh, i don't know about this guy and then uh you know and then eventually he my, my friends uh were talking about him here and there about like his new music and i saw a lot of the post of it on facebook when i would actively use facebook back in the day um 
And eventually he was like, hey, I released this new stuff. Hey, check it out. Oh, check it out. And he was commercialing all over. So I said, oh, okay, I'll take a listen. And I listened to it. And I was just like, oh, I, I'm genuinely confused as to what the hell you th- you're doing. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you trying to do? And he's just like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to critique you on? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want pe- people to say? What do you want me to say? He's just like, oh, what do you think about this? And I was just like, well, it sucks. And I was like, well, what do you think about this? And I was like, no, it's bad. And I was like, and what see, do you that's, think? That's the difference between making the jump from like conservatory <laughs> art learning to actual trying to make a living kind of shit where I was like, I was making music, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. And I was just like, and then Luke just browbeat me enough like, to are be you, like, pick are you a genre, stick to one, fuck. And then I did, and now it worked out. So. Yeah, I was just like, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, I shit out another album like two weeks later. I'm like, what? <laughs> it wasn't that dramatic. Maybe two months. No, no it was I think fast. it was two weeks, dude. It was really sure. fast. I believe it. It was, was very it. fast. It was yeah. very, it was unsettlingly fast. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, do you even have a vision of scope of mute, like really what you want? your artist to be you know like you and this goes for really all artists it's like if if you come up with a name then that's automatically kind of your brand Mm -hmm. it's kind of sucks that you have to you know kind of stick it that way but that's your brand have a vibe whether you know that's like either a kanye west vibe of just like oh no fucks given or, uh, you know, guys like Dead Mouse, Tyler, the creator, just always on that somebody's ass and you don't care. You know, it's, it's have a vibe, have a musical vibe and pursue that. Keep pursuing your style. And once you figure out a style that you're kind of comfortable with or you like doing, it, everything else will follow. But you got you to gotta maintain that and pursue that sound or else you're just never going to be able to solidify and say, you know, for John's sake... Or in John's case, I was like, I can't tell what Ethereal Delusions is about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. I was like, what is this? I, to be honest, I didn't, I, I didn't know yeah. either. So. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what is this? You know, I, I, I can't figure out. If this is, if you were to put it to somebody who wants to market you, this is not marketable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep talking about music and art so much in business format but you kind of you kind of have to in a way yeah uh to take off so that the general audience can understand what it is that they're listening you know they don't want to hear synth wave on one album and then all of a sudden cool smooth kenny g style (laughs) jazz and then next thing you know next thing you know third album they're like oh i got tired of jazz so i just decided to make like i've at least come i've at least come to the decision now i I, the the worst i could be is rush where it's like you've got like a three album arc that you're in one genre and then suddenly it's like oh we're doing jazz now it's like oh cool all right cool rush i fucking love rush i like the what's it today's tom sawyer what is Uh, it yeah that's a good song. Anyway, sorry, we, we're on oh, a, no. a, a sidetrack. Back to trashing DeMarco. <laughs> <laughs> Never Continu- stops. Continues. Never sir. stops. I've I been doing it since 2015. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Do you guys like? Um, we're. I actually. This is going to leave my mind. So I need to talk. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you mention Tyler the Creator? What are your thoughts on him? I love him. Good. I love everything about him. I think he's so fucking. You're the one who turned me on to Tyler the Creator. Dude, I just am a huge fan. He's such a weirdo. He's just like you like like cool weird music, right? Yeah. He's like you like oh yeah. He's like fucking love Tyler the Creator. I think um I think the thing with Tyler is like, in the general populace's eyes, and I people get kind of caught up in what kind of people other people are, and that's okay. 
I get that. But at the same time, when you really focus from just the musical perspective, he offers something that like not a lot of hip hop artists and not a lot of rap artists offer. He's also extremely unapologetic about anything he says. And mm-hmm. Exactly. That's kind that's of what, what I to, to me. Yeah. To me, that's a good vibe. You're not trying to earn brownie points. You're just going at it. You know? well, his, I mean, his first album, he was just talking about the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is th-? like, that's what really drew me in. And, and then I just, I think I've loved all of his albums. Everything he's put out, huge mm-hmm. fan of. Flower Boy was really it's good. It's incredible. Really it's good. It's incredible. Did you know it's like really, really hard to find a vinyl of that? Yeah, I can imagine. Are you got, do, you, do you collect vinyls? I don't. A little bit. I'm I, so glad I don't. I don't collect vinyls like, say, somebody who like you would think collect vinyls. I like my... I want my absolute favorite albums in vinyl. That's I mean, it. That's, okay, wait time. We've, we'll get into... Just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was I'm waiting for me to piss Luke, you off. I'm gonna, yeah. No, just narrative. <laughs> Luke, I'm going to deal with you real quick. Okay, we're going to get back okay. to that. Um, not yet. I have a feeling you probably will someday. What? Collect vinyls. Absolutely not. I don't know about it's that. Like, oh, Absolutely not. Great McIntosh amp. Okay, actually, oh, the second, warmth. Okay, so I might, I might be wrong there. Maybe over. But t- do you think vinyl sounds better than? Like a an MP, I don't know what. what Everything I, sounds better than an MP3. Well, so, so I, I, I guess I need a wave file. To, a wave file. Thank I, you. I get where it's going, and this is actually a lot of questions that I get. Um, my answer is, I want to say that it, there is a difference, but whether that difference is noticeable enough is not really it's up to the listener you know again with anything studio related to it anyone can say that it's just a placebo anything anyone can say that it's snake oil uh you're just buying into it and you know you think that it sounds better because of you know said reasons that people used to say that vinyl is better but the reality of the vinyl situation is it might it might not but what we have to understand is the process and the materials that are being used to create vinyl today compared to the days where vinyl was the main form of music consumption. It's different now. They're better now because mm. it's more niche. So they're it's higher quality. Not necessarily. It's almost too clean. And that's the thing. Like that's the argument that a lot of vinyl purists will have is it's too clean and it's not recorded directly onto there. It's just a rendition a rendered version of whatever you made on a computer that is now going to get analog, analogized, or, you know, and that's probably not even yeah. a term, but um, going to get converted to analog and then get put onto vinyl. Um, it's but just again, a print of a digital file at that right. point. Yeah. And it's, so it's just like, with all that said, the production level is different, but the production level of vinyl is different. Whether it's better or worse, you know, that's completely up to whoever is in charge of wanting, you know, wanting to say that it's, it's, in, it's in the eye of the beholder. But really, um, I can't really say that it's better. I can't say that it's worse. All I know is that it really also depends on what player you're playing it through and what kind of speaker system. And then when you get to that point, I really don't think the difference is really that much more noticeable in today's day and age. It's... More so of just a nice little niche collectist or collectivist, uh, you know, not collectivist, but collection item, novelty little things. It's a hobby. Yeah. You, you can say that you have a physical nice 
vinyl copy of something because you really like it and you invested a decent bit of money into it and the vinyl looks pretty. But it doesn't... You don't think it sounds better? I don't I think, think so. It's like 50-50. I don't think so. I mean, it's like... It sounds different, but it's most of vinyl, full. it's the it's what you're using to play the vinyl. Like what needle you're using, what vi- what what turntable, how smooth is the turntable, what amps are you using, you know? And then at that point, it's... There's a point where it, it, most audio stuff, there is a point of diminishing return, you know, where there's only so good you can get. And after that, it's either, you know, placebo effect or um, like each different like component that you're using has its own signature like sound that it puts on to it. You know? I usually also don't think when, when you get to a certain point in your uh, in investments and how how much of whatever you're dealing with or using affects the sound quality of said music. It's not, there's no point to comparing it because it doesn't matter. Your average people aren't going to spend $3,000, $1,200 or $12,000 on audio equipment just to get the best sound out of vinyl. Just like how if you were to spend you know $30,000 on some of the pristine hi-fi system to play digital media it it's just not really a comparison that i think is fair and relevant but here's what weirds me out you two fucks would do that (laughs) i don't know man i think i would spend you you, i wouldn't it would i wouldn't do it how much would you spend to to get the like what's the what's the price for what though what i'm talking out of vinyl Uh uh-huh just like a home like a home listening system yeah how much how much money you know i wouldn't I mean, if I'm not going to be able to use it to watch films with also or use it on my computer to like with my analytical stuff. No, no, I probably wouldn't. But that's just that's the niche. Now, now I can speak before I started. (laughs) No, no, no. Before I started doing creative stuff and I was just like an appreciator of music, Mm -hmm. I probably would have spent like five grand. Okay. on the yes. whole system speakers cables you know i was into the whole like oh this DAC is oh it's so good it renders this music and it puts just a little bit of warmth you yeah. know i was into that shit instead now i'm like i actually kind of get more of the the back end stuff you know i just wouldn't care because you know my my focus is mostly on studio that's where all my money's going right now and uh you know even if i had an abysmal amount of money to spend on hi-fi vinyl system i don't really quite you would spend it on the recording aspect i would spend it more so on recording aspect and also just kind of improving the quality of my life not that's not to me that's not improving quality of life when when i'm outside of the studio i just like total dead silence mm. i like everything to be so quiet to the point that like i could probably hear my own heartbeat really yeah, yeah. I, I usually don't like loud sounds and it's kind of weird because i actually also work at a relatively low volume like Mm-hmm. Like every time he John comes into my studio, he's just like, "Dude, you work so quietly." Like, like he, I work, I work at like probably like where I would like ten percent less than what I listen to music at, and I don't listen to music very loud, like booming, like the whatever level I need to get the frequencies where I want them. Ten percent down of that is where I write. I work. If I'm writing, I might go up to where I'm like, yeah, like. um where I'm listening, because I'm like when I'm writing, I'm I'm vibing just like if I were listening to a song. But Luke probably I'm I shit you not twenty five percent of the volume that I do 
he works at, like you can barely hear anything. And the, and I mean, the concept behind why you do that does make sense, but like, Jesus Christ, turn I, it up a minute. I turn it up only when I really have to. Um, but other than that, I usually rock at pretty low volumes because for me, when I'm trying to get an image of something, and I think that's the more important part this gets into the ner- more nerdier studio. I aspect. knew I knew we were gonna take the we're train to Nerdville. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try it. I'm not gonna try to we're get into it too much. much. No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm um, just I'm fucking with you. Keep but going. for the average listeners, I want to basically say there are there's things called stereo imaging, and uh, whether actual professional studios use it or not is kind of up to the technician as well. But um, it basically makes a specific sound source sound a little wider, spreads it around the speaker a little bit more. Whether somebody might understand what I'm saying at this point uh, is completely dependent, but um, it basically allows it to spread through the speakers a little bit more, and that's what kind of gives the illusion of like a bigger sound, um, more immersive sound when you pop on your headphones or you're in a well-treated room or you're listening to a hi-fi stereo system with great acoustics that's you know not going to have any... Um, acoustic treatment, but just like a giant concert hall type stuff. Okay. It's it's the illusion that it creates by spreading higher frequencies off the side so that it sounds like it's spreading through the room a little bit better, keeping low frequencies a little bit more narrow so that they cuts through a little bit better and you can hear it instead of getting jumbled in the, the in the mix. And so that all that can contributes to a more immersive listening. And you, I, I noticed it with a lot of uh, high-end recordings and really well-done professional recordings. You turn it down so low and you can still tell that it's wide. It's very big sounding, whereas a lot of average uh, music, you can turn it, the second you turn it down to a really low volume, you get this really boxy effect. It just feels like, yeah, the sound is coming out of the speaker, isn't it? Instead of, oh, it's coming out. It sounds like it's coming out from somewhere outside the speakers. And that's kind of what I focus on a lot at first because frequency adjustments can come a little later. But for me, if I don't work at that volume and really get the image of, is this big sounding, even at smaller volume, it, I just don't agree with it. My brain just kind of doesn't really like it. And so... I usually have to, uh, I usually choose to work at a smaller volume and then amplify it as need be. Because if you already work default at a loud volume, anything's going to really sound, sound good. good. Yeah. Because that much volume is going through such a small space and everything's refre- reflecting around the walls and whatnot. You're not getting the most accurate imaging of what it is that you're, you should be hearing. And you're just getting the room reflection sounds coming right back at you. Yeah, no idea. So, that's my simplified. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a little bit of construction going on in my house. So that's if you're if you're keep picking up on stuff, that's what it is. So just wanted to throw that out there. Well, and, and to you, along those lines, you have a much your your studio is truly solely a studio. You know, so fortunately you, and unfortunately, you, you have like it's. You also have concrete walls, which help, or concrete, like, concrete ceiling. Yeah, yeah, concrete ceiling. So, like that helps, and then also you have way more sound treatment than I do. Yeah. So you can work lower. Like I right, could right, work right. lower, but I'm also <laughs> my studio is also a bedroom, 
and I also have to share it with another human being. So, like, I'd be like, hey, babe, we're getting rid of the bed. <laughs> why? 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 The, the frequencies, honey. We've had we, this conversation the, before. We got to, I just, I, I need the space. It's going to, they're going to spread Stid, out. Steady like, life. Don't go no. back. It's like, no. What I do admire about you, too, though, is you're just so passionate about this. I love it. I feel like if you weren't passionate about it, we can't. You can't. Like, there's nothing. I can't about. even imagine doing like, what you're doing. Like half the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Is just well, like, I mean, what are you talking about? Dude? But I mean, like, uh, shut up about about the goddamn microphones. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what do you what, what do you do for a hobby? This. Yeah. See, you so do. You're passionate you, about you this. You podcast, yeah. and then you're you're passionate enough to keep going, and then you're passionate enough to even if that means hiring somebody or yeah. you know, well, not to help you achieve something. That's that's the thing. You don't need to be exactly independent. It's nice. It's uh, especially in the music field now. I think it's more frowned upon in a way if you're not independent yeah. by like more average levels. Yeah, because you're thought of as like less of a musician. I've always, from what I've seen, it's always like you're less of a musician because you can rely on other people to. It's it's more of you can't just be the music know. guy anymore yeah. in in the music industry, and that's kind of and with the increasing electronic music and bedroom production, you know a lot of people are just starting to dabble into their own. Who's little. who's gotten famous from bedroom production? Skrillex. Literally everybody. Skrillex. From, that's um, most people Deadmau5. that are in EDM. Dead yeah. really? Yeah. No shit. Skrillex, most people like Deadmau5. most people nowadays, if they're EDM, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, they're, that's what I they started. Had a confession to make. Um, I used to call Dead Mouse Dead Mouse Five. I, I still, ju- I still do the joke. I really, I really, no, I, I was serious though. It oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I had. I was like, was this Dead Mouse Five? Who is this guy? I mean, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know. That's fair. And but, then someone's like, "What are you talking about? Like, this is Dead Mouse Five, bro. He's good." And and they're like, "That's Dead Mouse." Oh, uh, actually, um, speaking of bedroom production and the. Uh, not full-fledged studio uh and going back to the whole metal conversation we had earlier uh periphery mm-hmm. i do know who periphery is uh they're solely bedroom production mm-hmm. or not bedroom but they're solely in their own uh, they production. bounce files between each other yeah what yeah, yeah. They just they don't, put they together don't, whole they don't, songs. They don't really have a whole full-fledged studio. Mm-mm. Was it? It was a postal service. Also did something like that. If I if, yeah, the if they were these, service, yeah. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they were just um, and that's a, it's ben such, G- great, it's ben such, Gibbard. such great. Yeah, if you yeah, don't know that Ben Gibbard from uh, Death Cab, and then I don't remember who the other. They person would was. just send each other files and mm-hmm. render it, and then they piece together a whole song. That's how ninety. I would guess probably at least ninety percent of electronic music is done because and rapping of, music yeah. too, because they'll have yeah. like yo yo. Wayne feature on this. Yeah, give me a bar, the and then yeah. you just mail a beat to the dude. How and much then... money does that like that be? Oh, if they're good, they're good. I mean, like, um, what did Drake? I think was kidding a little bit how cheap it was, but he charges six figures for a feature. You know, or if somebody like with clout like that, like Drake or Future or like Cuddy, Cuddy probably. I would guarantee you, Cuddy's not stepping on a track for less than a hundred grand. That's fair. You know. Most of these guys are charging six figures to go on to somebody. Like when you have like uh, relative nobodies who get a mixtape and they just like the dude that you were working with that stiffed you and he had the one mm-hmm. guy who's, Steve you know, Stone, yeah. yeah, who's like old, like longtime rapper. He's got name recognition to get that name recognition is, is a premium. It's massive clout. Yeah. 
That is cool. Mm-hmm. So if I put a track out there, that's all. I just got to save up the money mm-hmm. and get Drake or, or Wayne to be, or get them I both. I mean, literally, yeah. Get them both and just actually yeah. have them do it. And I'll uh, just be the big, you. You'll be really popular yeah. in 2013, uh, you know? Hey, uh, how dare you, sir? <laughs> 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 Fucking cop that dig, bruh. about Kendrick? When's Kendrick? Wait, what are your, when's Kendrick coming out with the new album? I don't know. Oh no, dude. He has. A, I mean, he did. He, he did a he, bunch in of one album. year. Yeah. He did to pimp a butterfly. Damn, and the soundtrack to Black Pam- Panther. I think he deserves a few years off. I, mean, I was gonna say, what about the what about that one rapper? Do you guys know about? I think his name was like Venom or something. Venom no, or no uh, or Viper. Viper. I can't, it started I, with a V. He was a he's an old rapper, but he uh, in his uh, career, uh-huh. I don't know if it's still going or not, but made like two hundred albums. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea who that is. I've never like, heard what? that. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, you made like 260 albums. Oh my god. 260 albums. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, the L, L. Ron Hubbard of the rap I game. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, I think he's the most prolific Yeah, Viper. Yeah, I think it is Viper, yeah. And This guy? Yeah, I think it's him. Dude, yeah, that, him that looks like him. But how many listens does no, he No, no, no. Here, here, here. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I want to... Oh, okay, so there's not a whole, there's not as much as I thought, but yeah, some, I think, again, this goes back to the friend that kept on telling me about weird things out of, like, <laughs> the blue. He's yeah. like, hey, did oh you know God. about this rapper Viper? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, in the course of his, like, lifetime or, like, He's got, you know, like, two or three albums a year since 2000. Six. This motherfucker knows how to work. He's, he's is, he, is he still alive? Twenty four seven. Yeah, I think he's yeah, still he's like doing it. Yeah, I, think. I think he's still doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But who, he made who like the, who are the five greatest rappers of all time? Ooh, see, that's a question. So I'm gonna be a complete rookie on that one because I fair. I'm still somewhat new to it, new-ish. I don't listen to rap all the time, but when I do, it's kind of niche. Um, but. Just your favorite uh, five is pretty like favorite enough, five. You know? We don't oh, have to chop it up and be like, "Yo, who's the goat? Who's the real goat? Yeah. Not your favorite, the goat." I'm not. We don't have to. It's not yeah. Jay Z. So. Um, I was a fan, and I still am. Um, may he rest in peace. But uh, I, I was a fan of uh, Foreign Beggars. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're a British rap group, mm-hmm. and there's something about British rap that I kind of like grime. Like, yeah, grime yeah. too. There's something grime. about British rap that I kind of enjoy. There's less. You know, I don't want to sound like a weenie saying this, but it's like there's less swearing, but there's more ways with words. Yeah, there's and, more wordplay. And, and because of the way they accentuate certain words, it feels it has a weirdly percussive tone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they say back, it's not like back, but it's more like back. And it's like there's, it, they spit it out quite a bit and it just kind of hits. So there's really like this impactful percussive hit when you think of it in a rhythmical pattern. Send me some groups. Cause I'm I'm a I'll novice. I'm a novice. Some grime stuff, yeah. yeah, I'm a novice. I when think it it's, comes to uh, to to grime. And, well, to British rap. Well, I think it's because it comes out of garage, which I always get tripped up because my uh, my partner from Glitter Wolf will write joke songs called like in the style of garage. Which oh, in here somebody says garage, I'm thinking like a garage rock band, you know, like mm-hmm. high school kids. In the UK, garage is a style of music that it was like rapping over drum and bass beats, or like dubstep and stuff. And that so its its roots are less in like here the roots are in jazz and rock, and there the roots of grime and rap is in drum and bass and reggae. Oh, and, that, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. I would have never. Well, thought. it's well, so like rapping in general yeah. comes from toasting. Which is a style of just like improving 
basically rapping, but less um, less rhythmic and more textural over like reggae from the Caribbean. I didn't. And so then that went out too. That's why rap started so big in like New York was because there was yeah, a there massive was a bunch of, population. A bunch of Jamaica, exactly. Jamaica Queens, Same like, thing yeah. in London. There's a yeah, huge yeah. Jamaican well, population after, in London. After World War II, they, there was a bunch of Jamaicans mm-hmm. that went over to Britain mm-hmm. and rebuilt, rebuilt it after yeah. the Germans bombed their yeah. cities. Yeah. And so like, if you listen to like early, that's why too, like a lot of the, um, the, like, so when you look at, listen to people's flows, they come from, they come out of that kind of like the like urban English accent from London, mm-hmm. which is heavily, heavily rooted in like Caribbean accents, whether it's from Jamaica or Trinidad or wherever, that you kind of have that kind of like Jamaican, or not Jamaican, but the Caribbean vibe to like garage music or drum and bass or dubstep even. Mm-hmm. Like dubstep comes from dub, which comes, is reggae basically. Okay, who are your five greatest rappers? Rappers? Real quick. Kanye, number one. I love Kanye. Um, Don't you dare, Luke. I'm going to consider them one because they were a group. Um, uh, Wu-Tang, oh. number two. Oh, yeah, Wu-Tang. Yeah. Um, I, wonder, I wonder who three. got that gold album. Oh, oh, it was the the dude the uh, the pharma bro. Well, we have to no, stop no. before. What explain what the gold album is because this is fascinating. Well, it's a uh, Martin Shkreli dude. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was uh, Wu Tang did. It was it was less a musical project and more of like a performance art concept project where they they wrote and performed and recorded a a whole Wu Tang album and they only made one copy, literally yeah. one. And everything else was like they had legal structures inside that like if you bought this, you cannot share it. It is you have to sign a contract, you have to sign like yeah. an NDA. You can't talk about it. It is solely yours. And there was yeah, Martin Screlly that like really like he like, he he, oh. he was hated by pretty much everyone, and I think eventually the government got a hold of a lot. Yeah, because uh, he got in. He did. It, it was a uh, securities fraud because yeah, yeah. he fucked around with his how much his pharmacy he, company. How much did he pay for it though? Uh, at least a million dollars. I think it was a million. Like yeah, twelve mil or something. Something. Like that. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. It, it was, was over. A, it was over a million. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, for sure. So we got Kanye Wu Tang. Kanye Wu Tang. Um. I probably get some hate for this, but uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, today was a good day as my yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Um. I would probably that's throw. Good. That's actually a good. That's actually a good. That's a, that's a, it's a little bit of a hot take, I think. I don't maybe, know if it's but... a hot take. That's actually, but I'm just saying, I wouldn't put him in my top five, but like, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, I get that one. E40. Oh, people, E40, right. E40 is totally slept on because he never tried to go big publicity, big money. He went like big business, big money, and he like diversified and he but he's dude's got bars and he has a flow like nobody else he's a weird flow i'll yeah. give you that i also like that he he's like the representation of the bay right mm-hmm. and he influences the, the rappers up here to a large degree mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so i like i just never i like like i hope they don't go back to sling <laughs> i like that song yeah. i like yeah. choices but like mm-hmm. to be honest to be fair i've never choices really like that's dealt. my life's motto is i give a fuck if you don't like me i'm gonna stay getting money Dell, I've never delved into his catalog. He's worth it. So, so to so be I think fair, I I'd actually, I'd actually put forty at number five, and number four I'd put Pac. 
I was gonna say, you uh, are a son of a bitch. Man. I was gonna say, I um, I'm actually a big fan of uh, because uh, I didn't list all five. I had Farm Beggars. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, you know, Gucci Mane is still kind of Go up there for me. Weird. Gucci's I know. good. Man. I like surprise. I get it. But yeah, it's I, your it's your top yeah, five. We, weirdly enough, Gucci's up there for me. Um, I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate in a way. You love but, Gucci uh, Mane. Uh, I just like also his production style too. Nothing yeah. um, on the chain with the yeah, and then uh, and Skepta. Yes, Skepta's great. Skepta. And then uh, <laughs> I just like listening to Migos because Migos is <laughs> you just do love you always rip on Migos. Like, what, oh, what, yeah. is it just going to be Quavo? What's he going to pick a word and go Taco? Taco. Yeah, I mean, taco, you're, you're all you're taco. all you're hearing out of Migos is some of the most <laughs> incoherent like noises like. Oh, it's, it's like, like but it's it's sometimes that's like some of the most entertaining things to listen to because it's just like it. like when I want to just shut down my brain and I'm just like that's, you know it's I, like high school talent show level rapping at some but, points but, but, where but they the just same like time, say a word and just keep saying but, it until they but can grab to the no beat. disrespect it's it's a good way to add sounds that aren't just word and I think using your voice in such an instrumental and percussive manner like that is. What it's makes it's, it's 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 what makes them kind of unique because I think a lot less rappers do that, whether for joke or for you know per, um, for all seriousness. It's I mean, it's, little John Lee side boys. They started skate, oh, skate, yeah. skate. It was like that's part of my production style is very for for when I do hip hop is very much informed by like Lil John and like Dirty South rap. Oh, because I dirtiest, mean everybody yeah. did a little bit, but Dirty South is the one that brought in that whole kind of like hype vibe mm -hmm. to everything and the club vibe. Because yeah. you know you can get guys that just throw bars all day long and they're good and they've got flow and it fits, but it's the little hitters in there that do it. And like Migos are like Luke's talking about, like Migos are probably the best example of that. Or Ray Shremmerd are really good at it. I hate I hate uh, Future though. Really? Hate him. Really? Dude, I just can't. That's I don't, a hot take. I don't like... I hate him. I don't Nobody like, had I a better year not, in human I, history than, than Future did in 2016. Yeah, he, I can't understand what he's saying. So to me, that destroys rap to me. Yeah. I like free... I like, I like to go listen to Sway in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Westwood, all mm -hmm. that... Bull, just to see if you've got bars anytime, anywhere. You mm -hmm. know, like I, that's the kind, kind of rap that I like. But that's fair. I do that's not fair. like... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think you should just life. take a minute and listen. It was... Yeah, it was 2016... Or 2017, one of the two years, I can't remember. Future put out, like, he had a string of, like, two mixtapes, an album, and a bunch of features all over the place that he just absolutely crushed it. Like, the culmination of that year was when he and I've Drake to them and they were did that. Oh, what? Them. Are you fucking kidding me? That's such a good out. That's, like, when Drake was good. It was good. It's so good. I, 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 I agree with you on that Thank one, though, you. Rick. Because, like, I, I'm not a... I think, to me, rap is, like... It's one of those things that if the words aren't exactly um, coherent, then it kind of loses the meaning. Exactly. And because because in a way, in a way, it's words and beats. Yep. Um, you have to tell a story. You should tell a story. You should you should say what it is on your mind, and it should be very clear while having really good beats. And if it's in that case, the Wu Tang <laughs> is the best. Period. Well, no, 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 it's, it's up to no, it's up to you though. Well, so. no, I'm saying in that in that like thought process of like 
narrative wordplay and story all of that. yeah I love exactly it. yeah, yeah wu tang so and you're at four though good sir oh i see i can't i'm like i don't i can't think of the fifth one right that's now. fine you guys want to hear my top five I sure dylan 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 <laughs> and dylan okay do you want to know why yeah because i spit hot fire <laughs> Please tell me you guys know where that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. I've, been, I've been waiting to throw that out <laughs> <laughs> on the air. For so, you know, I was like, this is a, this is a recording. I'm doing it. And if you don't oh, get that Lord. joke reference. It's a good joke. That, oh, that kind of sucks. No, I'm not what's, your, what's, your real, what's your real top five? Off, top, off the top of the dome. Doesn't have, to, have to be in order. Just top five in any order. All right. We got to go with. Pac, number one, like, cause that I grew up, I used to go to sleep to me against the world mm. for years when I was nice. a kid. Nice. I love Tupac. Like, I love him. Nice. Um, seriously. Oh, I, I love Pac. I, you yeah. know, the weird thing, I don't listen to much of his music anymore. Just I don't cause either. I listen to it relentlessly. That's, just, that's how I am with Wu-Tang because like, I've heard like, I like 36 Chambers, Enter the 36 Chambers is probably in my, is, is in my Desert Island five. Mm-hmm. But I probably only listen to it like maybe once every six months just because I heard it and I've absorbed it so much. Yeah, I'm not going to think too much about this list because there's just straight That's off fine. the dome. I love Nas. Okay. Love him. Nas is good. I understand the arguments. I get it. I th- he destroyed Jay Z when they had a beef, so therefore I've got to give the nod to Nas. I, lo- I love, I think Jay Z's a great rapper. He's not on my top five. And then I know that's insane. No. But this is off the top of the dome. I don't, I don't have to defend myself. my show, motherfucker. I will support you on that. Jay Z's a very good rapper, but he's, good. he's uh, chronically. Say, you're not going to get any, uh, no. any yeah. judgment from me. Jay Z's probably, in my opinion, the most overrated rapper. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I see what you're saying. I, I it doesn't mean that he's. I don't mean that he's garbage. He's very good. And then, this is, I should have done what I listened to most, but we're just going to do top five. So we got Pac, Nas. Then I'm going to go modern. I got to go with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love him. Huge fan. Every every album. And then, um, honestly, Childish Gambino that's, is... That's, he, that's that's a little bit of a hot take, but not terribly. I, 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 but I'm just saying, like, that's out like of a you're, modern you're just modern sitting modern at a rap, right now. Like, I just... I, I listen to a lot of his stuff. I'm a huge fan. So he's probably into, in my time. And plus, one of his... I think it was Bandcamp. That was a pretty influential. No, camp. Or was it camp? Yeah. That was a. That was his first was big album. That was a pretty influential album. And and the what's the other one? The internet. Because the internet. Because those two albums heavily influenced me. Same. Um, I saw him kinda, two weeks before camp it, came out. They didn't change my life, but they just like they. The messaging in it, it, it was. I, I thought it was very powerful. Of so. any of any rapper I've ever listened to, and granted, I'm like a white kid who grew up in the South and the Midwest. Childish Gambino's lyrics spoke and stories spoke the most to me of anyone I've ever heard. I think because he kind of, he didn't necessarily rap about like life experience mostly in a sense of like everything he rapped about, like his life experiences in like culture. Yeah. And so like that's universal versus like, you know, I can, I can relate to some people, but I don't have the same life story as them. So I don't, it doesn't fully resonate, but his like rapping about being like the nerdy kid that get picked on at school or, you know, making fucking like flame bars where like, you know, it's just dumb wordplay based on like, 
comic book characters or something. It's like references that that I got, you know. Yeah, it, well, for me it was just, I just same same deal. Mm-hmm. Different, like the the way he re, like is explaining his pain and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was like, should I relate to that in my yeah. life? So that was pretty influential. So we got we're at four mm-hmm. and the fifth. I, I opted out if you if you can't think of it. I don't. I don't if we it. go, if I don't know if I want to go like modern. Do I want to te- keep it modern or do I want to keep it old school or do I want to just go the Stone Cold Killer? And now I'm starting to think. This is what I You're want. This it. is what I it's wanted fit, to it's avoid. This is what I hold on. Give me a second. Let me. Uh, fuck it. The game. Okay, that's a respectable pick. The game. That's a, that's a little out of left field, but I respect it. Well, it. it just it was the first name that, good. that popped into my head, and I was like, I, you will, know, I love the game. I am surprised knowing you that Cuddy isn't in there. So that's, here's the thing. I don't... Man, why do you have to bring him up? <laughs> this is... Man. Okay, so... And I, I'll no, admit, no, no. I, I, know, I I love I love Cuddy, but like I slept on Cuddy all, for a long no, time. It, it all it's here's the thing, like he he invented a new genre of. I would like I feel like I could make a new genre. Like I feel like mm-hmm. he, like it's Cuddy and then Childish Gambino are off in this their yeah. own little so universe. So the way that you feel about Cuddy is kind of how I feel about about K Dot. Is that like I don't think of him as a he is a rapper but he isn't just a rapper like i think of him more as like almost like a jazz musician i understand what you're like, saying like yeah, a miles yeah, yeah, davis yeah. kind of vibe because like even if you go back to like his early early stuff like um good kid mad before good kid mad city and mm-hmm. his mixtapes he still has that very kind of like progressive jazz kind of vibe like i mean it's no wonder that george clinton helped him make to pimp a butterfly like it's a very like parliament kind of oh yeah exploratory sound and i just he just doesn't pop in my head i did not know george clinton helped who do you think like what played that you know on the for the first track you know you know the black of the berry the sweet of the the juice juice. that's george i did not know that yeah fuck yeah george clinton helped him produce was a producer on that whole album and helped him write him and it was him and thundercat were heavily involved i do know that i did see thundercats do you like thundercat Thundercat. i've heard of thundercat oh bro So good. You like weird music. You do. Cat checks his email. You, you, dude. You, oh no! I'm Eric, telling if you've you, seen the Eric Andre show, you'll know that joke. You have to. You you need to listen to Thunder. Yeah, Thundercat whole, is. Uh, yeah, Thundercat. No, he's like I mean, a virtuoso like I, 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 jazz bassist. I've heard. Uh, I've heard Thundercat. Yeah, he's very oh, good. It's uh, yeah, that's he's that's and that's a whole other. That, okay, so and this see, is I think of rap. I think of K Dot more in the zone of Thundercat. I don't think of them. They are very hip hop adjacent, well, they're, but they're not just hip hop to me. At I see, least I understand what you're saying. You that know? makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go to on like Spotify. I'm sure to, is to start looking at other similarly related artists or mm-hmm. like if you start looking at associated reading acts. the bio and you can just start following link. Yeah. yeah. Associated. At, oh my yeah, God. That's no. a good. Well, this guy has no rabbit hole. Oh dude. Days. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Probably like. Yeah, days. Yeah, days. Uh, it's, days. It's, yeah, I was gonna. I've lost partially, days. Partially, I mean, we both time. we both share a love of uh, 
attention deficit hyperactivity disorder so that's where the the wikipedia hole that's a that's a that's a big symptom of that and i, I won't go I down do that, that. it's anymore. so good it's no so way. good it's too risky i'll stick to cliff notes <laughs> no Sorry, it's like just, you know and we just nerded out yeah <laughs> it's like i think i think a k dot more like i do george clinton or bootsy collins or you know even miles davis it's like they're miles davis is very much jazz and one of the most influential jazz musicians ever but his later stuff was very experimental and very different than what you would think of as jazz, like Bitches brew. Coltrane or yeah, or or Brubeck or things like that. You know, yeah. I did, I did, I I, lo- I like, I love that guy, Miles Davis, John Coltrane. Bitches I, Brew is probably if we're going album of all time. I don't think no you could genre say album of that's, all time. That's Wait, my, no genre, no genre, what is, no I mean, genre what is limits. That? That's a weird like they're just they're like on LSD. Well, no, no, no. At that something. point, you can't. I'm not saying creatively in like a comparing skills. I'm saying in a like totally shaded my personal view. Best album of all time. No genre. The most impactful. Bitches Brew easy it's a weird one it's so good okay what about you now we're asking you this like any genre any Any genre genre. after after for destruction that's a good album by guns and roses Mm -hmm. what that's a very good album (laughs) after very good album i wasn't expecting that at all that is that is that's good single-handedly every time i listen to it you know it sounds it's 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 you know, I'm probably gonna get like the whole boomer esque stuff from from listeners going. They're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, wow, check out this boomer. No, um, honestly, every every time I go back, ever since I discovered that album, there's just not a bad song. There's not a single bad song, and I, I'm one of those people that like, you know, likes to listen to albums from top to bottom. I I don't ever listen, go into an album and say, oh, I just want to listen to this song whenever i'm in the car i'm at home if i have a specific song i want to listen to i usually just go from top to bottom on the album whole way through because that's the best way yeah that's Mm -hmm. the best way because the album is in its own work or you know in its own way and art as well um but like again like i said guns and roses appetite for destruction it's one of those albums that Nothing was bad. Mm-hmm. I I never had the urge to skip anything and or say, oh, I can't wait to listen to the next song. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's how I feel I, about Bitches Brew too. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting. You just blew my mind a little bit. I, I, I told you I listened to a lot. Of, that, it's not that boomer. Like high school was listening yeah, to yeah, like eighties hair metal. I know, so. but you know, I don't know what kids today think. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, like I told you, I listened to a lot of stuff, and sometimes I'll throw some. Some of the most mainstream things that you. And you guys were talking about Taylor Swift's album before we oh, came on. Listen, there's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. Production quality. Yeah, let's. I, listen, I have to. I'm gonna have to go to the little girls' room real quick. But I want you guys to nerd out about. Or let's pause it. Yeah, that's a. That's we can pause it, or we can keep going. Keep keep going. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. It's the Demarco Show right now. <laughs> Welcome to Demarco Hour. Oh boy. Welcome Smooth to speeds late at the night. Welcome to Audio Nerd Hour. Next up, Barry White. All right, no. now now that uh, now that he's gone, no, no. I'm just like... so Taylor Swift though. Uh, I uh... didn't like creatively. I felt like I, mean, I this, don't think I don't think this we... album was less than her other one she put out last year. I was gonna say I don't think for for people who are relatively more experienced in the music field and who pay attention to music more, mm-hmm. 
do music much more in depth uh, rather than just being in the pop scene, mm-hmm. you're not going to like what she makes. And there's, for, no. there's, there's yeah. a lot of obvious reasons, but I think we can all admire the production quality that goes into it. But at the yeah. same time... Her music is for what, like... To even say for what it is is a little insulting, but it's it's this one was less. I respect her more as an artist now because she's not just making mainstream pop, That's which true. well to me it's like of. I don't I don't disrespect you if that is your genre, but my personal bar is a little higher for what you've got to give me for I, me. I still think that she did she did make a bit of a pretty average pop tune um, it's, it's less so it's less radio pop than it oh, is oh i think it, it i definitely uh, i don't know I, I i consider it more pop music on the level of somebody like bonnie vare than uh-huh. her previous work yeah because there's more there's i don't know there's just more depth to it like this like um i can't i'd have to listen to it again to pick out songs but the first of the two albums she did in 2020 that one felt i think maybe it hit different because it was so much deeper and fuller than her previous work was while creatively and technically good felt very surface level to me like i didn't and maybe it's just because i didn't connect with it and it's you know but yeah this one it hit better like it felt like more artistic to me and less of uh art with the guys of music business yeah yeah i was um my qualm was you know coming again mainly as an engineer coming from an engineer perspective it was it was the fact that um the the quality was so high up Mm -hmm. and you you can tell everything's sparkling bass is hitting in ways that you never thought it could hit um with low-end frequencies, and it's just like, whoa, this is really, really pristine and crystal clear. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it just felt so formulaic and lifeless. But it did did have that quality that while all commercial pop music is produced on that same absolutely crystal clear, almost perfect kind of way, this one didn't feel too perfect. It felt like it was just good. Kind of like, see, you know, that's, that's where I would disagree because really? I'm like, this was too good, and because it was too good, yeah, it felt very lifeless. Um, and it felt see, like there, I, there was just a lot of money behind it, yeah. and, you know. Like, are we talking? Are we talking about that that the Taylor Taylor Charlatan T Swift? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's back. I've, I've taken back. I've taken back the reins. Did Demarco um, hurt you? Um, no, I think I kind of hurt him a little bit, <laughs> and I missed that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, no, like to me, a good pop, uh, album and production, weirdly enough, they're still going, um, is a band called Echo Smith. Yeah, for, I knew for, you were saying, yeah. I fucking love Echo Smith. Yeah, but for, for, for a lot of you that don't know Echo Smith, they're the one that, um, are behind the, um, uh, Cool Kids. Yeah. Just like yeah. the Cool Kids. Yeah, Cool Kids. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is in, also, song. also interesting because that song on that album was about the only one that sounded kind of like that whereas everything else had a very different vibe it was mm-hmm. still really good but it was mm-hmm. still kind of this like very butt rocky you know butt rocky kind of midwestern yeah. in, a, in a way stereotypically poppy but the production and the engineering quality on that was phenomenal and it just keeps getting better and better as they keep releasing albums um 
but with taylor swift one you know it's like it's like what i've talked about with the i don't know i don't remember if i just talked about it with the stereo imaging on here i think it was on the far yeah, side it was, yeah. yeah i talked about stereo imaging it's it's kind of like you never thought that things could be so wide sounding and fill up the room so much on this Taylor Swift's album. But at the same time, it just felt really lifeless. Like it felt like the middle part was missing and just kind of like, again, just a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot less time. I was really so. upset that that was number one and Kid Cudi was number two. I agree. I was super pissed. I, I, just... I agree. I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's what happens when you pour in enough money. Yeah. What did you think of Cuddy's album? I keep asking. I didn't. I actually, I actually don't listen to Cuddy's album. album. Yeah. All right, here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's um, I have this. Actually, it's kind of funny. I have a, a a really good friend of mine who lives in Boise, Idaho, and we've been friends for years. But for some reason, him and I are just Cuddy fanatics. Like he can do no. To be fair, Cuddy could do no wrong in our eyes, and I texted him like is i haven't talked to him in too way too long i texted him and he's like bro i have already listened to it i'm on the second one and then we just caught up and we've been chatting ever since and so nice. it's, i just i don't know nice. I, that's why i love music i mostly nice. slept on cuddy until kanye until they did kim and kanye did kids ghosts and then i was just like oh okay i just i just never I sent you back down to mm-hmm. his rat did and you listen all... did you all get caught up i've listened to the newest one and part of the previous one but I haven't listened to everything yet. Oh, that's But fair. I'm working on it. That's you got a lot of. If I've got yeah. you, I've got you very busy these. See, I think the way you feel about Cuddy is I feel the same way about Big Sean. Dude, so that's actually a good Big Sean. I had love a, Big had Sean's a most left on. He had a resurgence in his. No, wait, wait. Is it Big Sean or Chameleon? No, it's Big Sean. It's not Chameleon. <laughs> Big Sean had a resurgence. Was it? Didn't did he had? He was like kind of like just. Is it? Like a melody in my... Is that the... No, that's not Big Sean, is it? I don't know. Big Sean had, like, real shitty music, and I hated it. But then he, like, came back as, like, a, a I true... I as, like, like, a true I... MC with some sick bars, though. Yeah, see, I and started I, listening... And guess what? I missed out. I haven't listened to it I, I started listening to Big Sean when he... I can't remember the name of the album, but when he did that, that one big song he had with E-40. That was the first, like, real... Because otherwise, Big Sean, I think... He hadn't really gotten much hub he was smaller and he was mostly like kind of known for his features yeah but that's when like artistically he went through the roof I and just... i feel like his his music now especially the his last two albums have been like of a level that i think if he keeps it up he's going to be on the level of somebody like <clears throat> maybe not in terms of like social or cultural um impact of like kendrick lamar but artistically I, just, I think he'll be there i'm gonna have to go through uh big sean again because i think i i'm just when did he like i'm gonna have to listen like 2012 2010 because i feel like that was when i was well just just out of i, I think high school i think do i don't even know what he does what songs does he sing like, like now i don't know the song Lithuania with Travis Scott is really good. I don't, I, dude, I've totally avoided the Travis Scott. I realm. so Travis I, Scott. I, I, just I don't. Listened. I don't get the hype. <clears throat> honestly, like I like he's. It's not that he's very good, but I feel like as a producer, like he's principally a producer, and people get him to produce beats for him. The beats that he produces for people, 
sound like they're featuring on his album. Well, here, here's, uh, I just have to say this. I don't know. I haven't listened to him. Mm-hmm. I, there's so, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. There's so much music that I still, like Big Sean, I need yeah. to, I Definitely know, I've to heard from a lot of people that he, he's got bars and oh, he's yeah. really good. His beats are but good I haven't, too. His I'm, beats are really I'm good. I'm so all over the place mm-hmm. and I haven't had anyone, and I, because I, now that you're mentioning, I will, because I trust your taste, mm-hmm. but I haven't had anyone do the same. I haven't, same with Travis Scott, I haven't delved in, into that rain, that realm because I, no one that I trust that listen to music, like if AJ mm-hmm. were to text me, like, yo, check out Travis Scott, I'd be like, all right, I'll give it a if listen, you, but if I, you it cons- just seems too mainstream for if me. If you to- consider yourself a hip-hop head, I... You have to at least listen to Travis Scott so you can be aware because he is I, I a I massive m- player. I think I maybe listened to Astro World, but see the fact mm-hmm. that I don't remember it is not a good indication. He has, if you've heard a Travis Scott song, I you have. have heard all Travis Scott songs. Okay, because his productions—he's kind of—it's too insulting to call him a, a one-trick pony, but whatever you would call somebody who's technically really good a one trick pony like his style is so it's so pervasive i guess that when he like i said it like if he's he's on a song with big sean on big sean's album it sounds like big sean is featuring on a travis scott song Mm. on travis scott's album instead of where like you know metro boomin's making a beat because it's fucking slaps oh but he tailors it to all of his all of those artists he's a producer he makes it sound like it's that artist's song but he has his spin on it. Whereas Travis Scott, I feel like kind of like almost like hijacks people's albums. Also, real quick, rest in peace, MF Doom. Dude, yeah. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, it just popped in my head. So I had to bring the vibe down. But see, that's someone I need to go more oh, dude, into because I've to... heard I've heard bits and pieces and I know how good he is, but I've never really like yeah. sat no, and he's listened. A, he's good. Um but yeah, I shouldn't have brought that up. But oh, yeah. um yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like I there's there's I'd, as you can tell, we're I'm pretty into hip hop as well mm-hmm. as as metal, but it's I unfortunately just, that was kind of my uh, weakest link, dude. Yeah, I think you got to go down that train, especially if you ex- it's good. Just, yeah. so, do you need to direct him like into the the Kendricks and the, I mean even ASAP ASAP Rocky like the LSD song? I was obsessed with that for mm-hmm. a while. I, I'm pretty sure he's put it, the problem with hip hop. is Lamborghini High is one of the best songs. I've it's ever hard to keep up with it. It is. It's a gargantuan plus there's so many people that like i try and catch waves with like up and comers mm-hmm. you know, um like i'm gonna shout out this band huey and the influentials based That's out the of second Seattle. show in the last five that i'm getting him i'm getting show. i'm getting dude i want him I to know be you famous do. i'm getting him on the podcast too <laughs> That'd be cool. um but there's that and then there's just so it's so big and then you have you've got all these guys from the old school that are like no longer like jedi mind tricks i went uh Ooh, you know, jedi mind tricks i saw uh oh my goodness r.a rugged man he had he did a show at dante's and uh, he i played didn't, Dante's. he didn't like promote it well so there was only like 50 people that showed it's r.a rugged man bro I mean, this guy's worked with Big L. He's worked with Jay Z. Like he was in, the, he was in the from the Five Points. Like from, uh, I God, I don't know where he's from. Pull that up. Um, five Points is from what Brooklyn? He's Queens. from some. He's from some somewhere in New York. Mm-hmm. Like he literally, Biggie, you know, all these people came up. Wu Tang clearly. He's worked with everybody. This white Italian dude, 
and he's got bars, but he's just he's just chilling, and he flies out to Portland for a show. What's his name again? R.A. Rugged Man. Okay. Fifty people show up, and there's a bunch of like local acts and stuff. So like at the, at this point, it's like I, I entered a a time machine, <laughs> and I traveled back in time to like where hip hop was just there was just a bunch of outcasts there, a bunch mm-hmm. of weirdos that like mm-hmm. like hardcore rap, right? And this guy gets these local acts up there. He gets them involved. He pulls people up from the, the crowd. We're all dancing. He starts freestyling. He has a, another, like, a local MC's freestyling. And we're just vibing. And he's yelling at he's old. He's just, get off. You guys aren't living in the present moment. He's, just, he's, he's crazy. <laughs> and it, it was amazing. And I felt very, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Because it was, I felt like it. It was the core. It was the essence of hip hop. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It just a bunch of out. I mean, he asked a guy, "Is like, where'd you do time at?" The guy's and he's like, "How'd you know?" He's like, "Your tattoos, dog. Like, you know, I'm about that life." It was. It was. It was wild, man. It was a. It was a good show. But you have to. You. You got to get more. Well, Ari Rugg is from Suffolk County. Suffolk County, New York. That's in uh, Long Island, I think. Shit, Long Island's a shithole. <laughs> like, I think I it's the part of Long Island where, like, the Hamptons. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely the, it's the nice part of Long how Island. How the fuck did he get involved with all these characters? Yeah, you know, that's, maybe he's poor. There's probably a bad part. I mean, maybe there's he's ri- maybe he's just maybe ri- he's just got bars. Let's, maybe he's just a rich dude, kind of like uh, the Big East, right? So there's this documentary, and it was like the Big East is a uh, it's a it's a conference, right? You know this. Yeah. And they started their own network for basketball, St. John's, Syracuse, and they these colleges were, were were like they would recruit from like New York, all the all the East Coast. Most of these kids stayed local, and some of these kids from like Jersey or whatever. Like I said, there's I can't think of this, this white dude. He would he took a bus all the way like to the ghetto because he heard about this basketball player that's like the best and he's like i have to play him wasn't that um perry no 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 this isn't a coach this is a player like a fellow player in like the 80s so he fucking drives the bus down they somehow they get word to each other they're gonna play and he meets all these people all these kids and their love of the game i have no idea where i'm going with this I i assume it's like at least he was just tight if he you can find out his name he's a coach Recent coach of St. John's that may have gotten fired. Oh, he actually I was going to say, I, I feel like it's John's. like Ludwig Garanson. He's just know. really great. That's the he's he's the producer for Childish Gambino. Oh, okay. He did all of his beats at least since Camp on. Okay, and this he is, like plays in his band when they perform. He's just good, and he's good at what he does, and people just recognize. You know, that's the one thing I like about hip hop is that it's like. If you're fucking good, it doesn't matter where you came from or who you are. People are going to work with you because exactly. they know you're good. You That's know? where I was. Thank you for bringing me back because I got way, lo- way, off, way off on a tangent. I've tried to relate it to I'm sports. I'm looking at this coach. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you don't like sports, do you? I'm not a big sports watcher, Did unfortunately. I... Are there any sports that you like? Any kind of competitions? Like watching? Oh, yeah. Or participating in? I like watching hockey. Hockey's good. But I that's like only hockey. because you can duke it out. That's fair. Do you like <laughs> U- really, do you like UFC? Point. I do like UFC, bro. Okay, well, next time I throw a party, I throw a. Well, it's, it's been a while, but um, I buy I buy most of the fights. I'm oh. a fiend. I can't get enough of it. So that's the one sport that I like. I I had to stop watching football because my team is dog shit. Who? The Dallas Cowboys. They're terrible. Oh. 
chronically. They're terrible. And the, and the problem is, it's it's like football to me. And I've had this argument with, like, right now for football, NFL playoffs. I don't give a fuck. Mike Anderson. What you say? I don't know. You have to have to see a picture. Um, uh, it's the best. It's the purest form of football that you can get. Mm-hmm. And it's this is the best time of year. But I can't watch it. Cause I, I, like a heroin junkie, it's like it's like heroin for me. Wait, I will, what's the I'm, most pure? NFL playoff football. It is. Uh. It is in the playoffs. It is the most pure form of the game because it goes back to fundamentals. It is. It can you run? Mm. Can the refs aren't calling shit? Like no one's helping you out, and it's the best of the best. This is true. And defense reigns supreme. And you can you can anyone that that was like college is better. If you bring that argument to them, like. You got to well, well, playoffs are different. It's like yeah, playoffs are a different league at that you, point, though. If you but think, NBA, NBA, NH, any professional sport but, league, the playoffs are different. It's yeah, like their own league. That's but that's but I'm saying, but it's as I can't stand people that think college athletics are better than NFL. It's like shut the fuck up. You're crazy. I think there's an argument to be made they for college for football. The, they play but. for no, not even. They play for the man and the. They play for their, I don't know, their, their, what their school. That's what they're playing for. I think I like, I think college, you can make an argument that it's on. No, I think you can make an argument (laughs) that it's on par. I don't know if you can make an argument that it's better. I personally think that I would take college football over NFL regular season any day, but not a chance. Playoffs, I think that's, I don't think you can because the, the level of play is. As good or better. I'll take preseason and... NFL over college really? any day. You want to know why? Let me explain. I'll tell you one story. This is, this is why. I'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush goes to the Saints, and this is one of the best college football players of all time. Mm-hmm. And he gets the ball on like a jet sweep, and he's running. And Demarcus Ware, Dallas Cowboy, fucking runs him down, tackles him, stands over him. And shakes his finger in his face. <laughs> you know what he's saying? You're not that fast, bro. Everyone in the <laughs> NFL is just as fast. Yeah. And in fact, they're bigger, they're meaner than you are. You're not going to, your shit isn't going to work here because everyone is everyone good. Is Can you run between the tackles? Because See, that's you what can't, it's about. You can't make an argument that college football talent is on the same as NFL. That's okay, not no, that's, even that's close. fair. But I'm just no. saying I want to see it played at the highest level. And see, I like I just I like college football. I think it, and again playoffs, especially if my particular team is in the playoffs. Like I'm into the playoffs, but I just NFL pre like current like a regular season without when I'm not watching the Seahawks just doesn't hold my attention unless there's a player that I really like. Or a team that has like like I love watching the Browns because I fucking love Baker Mayfield. He's he is so good. Okay. And he's so much fun. But he plays professional football more like a professional basketball player. I like professional basketball way more than I like professional football because I feel like professional basketball has it's fun. Whereas professional football, it's too serious. It's too like you know that's what i like about and it. i mean that's fair everybody has their different style i like pro basketball because there's just there's so much inherent shit talking in every single motion that happens you know like james harden even though he can't do shit when it matters 
if he walks up on you and he's gonna cross you, it's gonna be I bad. I totally forgot. It's you gonna and I, be bad. You and I share a, a weird love for James. I just love him. I love he, his vibe. He but moves he, like he, a cat uh, and he doesn't give a fuck. But you want to know, like this? I think this is a this is a true hot take. Best player in the NBA. You cannot convince me otherwise. Jimmy Butts. Jimmy Butler, Miami Heat. I, I know exactly. You're high, but no, um, I'm not that high. But I like, under, also Jimmy Butler. I understand. No, I don't. You're crazy. Uh, but listen, I can't talk basketball because I don't. I, I don't. I just am not. It's just not my. It's not. It's not physical enough for me. That's fair. I it's never. Not, basketball I is the only profi- The only sport that I. Well, besides hockey, I guess. But I never played basketball because I was terrible at it. I could hit threes all fucking day, but I couldn't do anything else. I can't. I, I listen. As a as a black man, it pains me to say <laughs> I'm garbage, fucking trash at basketball. But you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm much more of a, I'm a football player. Like the way, but the way that I feel about college basketball is the way that I feel about professional football. It just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't resonate with me. I, I love college football, and that's probably take, shaded because of take, my upbringing. I'll take the NBA over college any day, but I like the tourney. The tourney's fun. The tourney's fun, the tourney's yeah. Fun, I yeah. mean, anybody, that's like just exciting. Yeah, you know? that's fair. But, uh, yeah. Luke, do you so want to join the conversation? We, <laughs> no, no. I just, we're isolating. We're talking about fucking sports, man. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just here like, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> I, too, enjoy sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> when Jimmy Butler scores a touchdown, that truly warms my heart. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sports ball's great. UFC, though, like, who's your favorite fighter? Oh, jeez. You know, I again, it's one of those things that, like, I like watching, but I don't really keep up with it. You're so smart. Like, don't. It's a waste. It's a giant waste. Because I realize, I realize, like, when I did used to keep up with it. Members kept on switching, and then people would always do some stupid shit, and then they just get like, and then it's like, and then it's like, you say a bad word, and then it's like nobody matters anymore. And now we've got, I don't know, fucking, you know, like YouTubers fighting now, not in UFC, but like you know, boxing and stuff. And I'm like, hey, Logan Paul's actually put work in. But I'm just like, I'm just like, what is going on? And I was like, okay, I'm done keeping up. I'll just watch what what comes my way. I enjoy watching UFC. I don't follow it anymore. Plus, there's so much. I'm not paying fucking seventy five dollars to watch four fights. Shut Stop. up and shut up and take my money, brother. Ah, that's 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 how it works. If in it were household. more accessible, I would be I would be as into it as you are. But just like that, it's too. I already have to pay for cable to watch it. Now you want me to pay an extra seventy five dollars? It's I'm, not that. I'm special. all in. I'm. I, I, it's crack to me. I, I I love it. I love the shit talking. I love the drama. I, I love, love the fighting. fighting. Yeah, I love it all. I dude, they're they're playing they're playing games within games. Like, and you know, it's that's when I realized uh, that I was an idiot. Like Conor McGregor, <laughs> you asked me if you asked me like two months before the McGregor Khabib fight, who was gonna win? I would, I'm gonna bet my house, my future children on Khabib, because I knew. And that two weeks before, you would ask me, like, listen, Connor's taking it. I, he fucking... Connor won, right? No, he lost. He oh. got destroyed. He lost, he could, but... He convinced me. Oh. He's the best he's salesman. He's a good salesman. He's the yeah. best. He's a great fighter, too, but, like, Khabib, Khabib's Khabib. And I was just... He convinced me he's in like that Ronda moment. Rousey. And that's when I realized... I mean, I still wouldn't have bet on Connor, because mm-hmm. I'm not... Wasn't fully, but, I mean, I, I was rooting for him. I was like, this guy, he's going to win. Like, he's an asshole. He's 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 in Khabib's head like this is mm-hmm. and that and then he lost like wow I I just this man made me abandon all logic. So I think like, if I had ridiculous. to pick a favorite fighter, I was like Michael Bisping. 
because I hated him. He's just fucking good until he became champion and was an asshole. Like he, yeah, was, he, he was, was just fucking champion. good. And I, you know, I like shit talking, but also he backed up any shit talking he, he did. did. Conor McGregor's got a mouth on him, but if you put him in a fight with somebody good, he's going fucking down fast. Mm, we'll find out. We'll find out. January when he fights Dustin Poirier. I lost. I lost. I had like I really really liked him, and then I lost a little respect for him when like more of his like personal life shit came out and how he's like kind of like really like a racist. But not only that, but he's just. Yeah, Connor's just kind of overall piece of shit. But then yeah, and then and then I lost a lot of respect for him when he fought Floyd Mayweather. Because it was just a fucking joke. It was just a money-making scam. I don't care. Good for him on that. Uh, also, I don't. You know, I'm a just ride or die. Like Johnny Bones That's Jones fair. is still my favorite. Hey, fighter he's of he's all time. one of the best fighters ever, he's but goat. he's unfortunately very stupid. All of his all of the shit he's gotten into, it's like, why? If he just <laughs> didn't, if he just chose not to, what it, what was the one he fucking ran a red light and hit a pregnant woman? Yeah, and then just and then left. If you mm-hmm. ran a red light and hit a pregnant woman, it's a ticket, a big ticket, a big ticket. Yeah, or just pay her off. Just because and then, I got but your the, the fact bills, that you just like... you just don't stop and you just blow through it. That's why you went to prison. He it's was, just so easy. He was on drugs. He didn't go. He didn't go to prison though. <laughs> I thought he, didn't he did. Go, no, for fuck, a dude. Fuck no. He has so much. That's what I didn't understand. You pay her off, dude. You pay her off. Yeah. Listen, I I could be his PR person. Oh yeah. I also could. do love the fact that he's like super two faced. Like there was, they did an interview. Like he's like the John Jones that I love is the John that's on fucking cocaine, and is just a like he puts on this act that he's like I love Jesus. Like dude, no, you're a degenerate. (laughs) You're a a killer. Like I, I've just always known this, and and his true fans they know it. Like dude, we come on, man. Listen, I'm I'm not here to get political. I'm here to watch you fight, and you've got a gift. I mean, I am worried though. I, I hope he's got. Two more. Uh, he just needs. To, I, I I want him to to win the heavyweight title and then retire. He just needs to not do dumb. If he hadn't He's got done one lost, lost, like any any like how many times has he gotten suspended for no, just like dumb two, shit? Two or three. three times. Yeah, all of those. Don't do steroids. You don't fucking need to. It was a picogram, bro. Whatever. It, it wasn't. It wasn't real, dude. He's fine. Okay, whatever. Right, is... Take that one out. I don't know. I don't know the information behind yeah, that you're, one. You're don't t- run a fucking red light. If you do, own up to it. Don't fucking bail on it. You don't, you get to, yeah, pay her off. Do something. (laughs) You don't have to then, like, derail your career for three years. Might not have the best decision making. No, and that's, he's like, he's like Johnny Manziel. Like, he's like any, any sports washout who gets, like, either too big for his own head or whatever. Pause, pause, sir. He's not a washout. How dare you? I mean, he's at the top of his game. He's at the top of his game, but he's. 30% 30% of what he could have been because he Maybe. did so many fucking stupid things. Maybe. He would have gone down as like the yeah. Mike Tyson of the UFC if he hadn't have done any number of I things know. that were just so fucking stupid. You know, he would have been definitely the greatest of all time. He would have mm-hmm. surpassed GSP, who, like, that's probably the, the GOAT. Like, I just don't think you can... I'm I'm always gonna take my boy Johnny Bones Jones, but, like, as a logically, like, yeah. GSP, no no... There's no tarnish on his name, like. But mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about that. It's like it's like Barry, it, like well, different case, different case than Barry Sanders. And Barry Sanders would have carried on after how many years did he played, like five, six years, and just blew everyone away. If he had kept playing for another three, four, 
no one would have a question that Barry Sanders was one of the at best the, football players ever. At the same time, though, like, I'm glad he went out the way he oh, did. Oh, yeah. No, I respect him for what he did. It's a tough thing to do to know when to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I would have the presence of mind to know when that wave's over. Or know when I'm declining. I've, I've listened to some interesting humans kind of talk about, like, there was one football player that was... Oh, Patrick Willis, for example. He mm-hmm. left. He had, like, at least, like, two, three years left. He was, maybe, I don't know if it was him, but someone said, like, they were just a little bit slower than they used to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And that they couldn't deal with the fact that they weren't their absolute best, even though they still could have played and made money. They're like, yeah, that's just mm-hmm. not... I'm either excellent or I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to have... I don't know if I have that mentality. I'm really... Like, what's his name? Who's the Colts quarterback? That Andrew, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I respect him a lot. Because he was really, really good. But also, he got, like, beat up in the head so many times. He made the decision just like, okay, I could play football. I've made enough money to have a good life and never have to work again. Why am I doing this yeah, if I'm, I'm going to have the, the the other, you know... 80% of my life be crap. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man, that's, I don't know. I kind of hate that he retired, but it's neither here nor there. But, uh, anyways, my man, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. That's fair. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to the gym. I have to drive home because we do. have another show later. Another show. I've got to go get food. Yeah. Well, good, I'm starving as well. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you so much, man. Yeah. I thank you for having it. me. It's fun. I love, I love fireside chats. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay curious, fuckers. Peace. <clears throat> Bye.